friction. And when we create friction, we're widening the gap between where we are and where we want to go. What if we process that frustration as fuel? Good day, good afternoon, or good evening. My name is Freeman Beals, and this is From Stress to Success, where we unlock the mindsets of high achievers. I sit down and talk about gratitude today with the one and only Kevin Monroe. We discuss the difference between good stress and bad stress and how you can tell them apart. We also talk about how you can turn your friction and your frustration into fuel and why gratitude is one of the most important things you should be practicing right now. Quick tip, none of these things happen by accident. So let's get started and learn how you can overcome stress and achieve lasting success. Boom, okay. So Kevin Monroe, host of The Gratitude Encounter, which is an online event for people to share and experience gratitude. I've been to some of them and I can say they're really profound, absolutely amazing. The creator and curator of the Grateful app, which is now available on Apple Store, Google Play, wherever you want to go find it, you can find it. Also the founder of Grateful For You, which is a global movement that encourages expressing gratitude and all that amazing stuff. All of these things have led Kevin to be dubbed the world gratitude coach. So it's with great pleasure that I want to say thank you so much, Kevin, for being here and welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Freeman, and thank you for listening. You know, I mean, one of the things I always want to say, I realize there are there are a couple of million podcasts on the planet now. And the fact that you have chosen to join Freeman and me for this time on the From Stress to Success podcast excites me. And it says something about you and where you're at in your journey of life. So welcome. Be part of the conversation with us. Awesome. Thanks so much for that. Yeah, it is. I think people who find themselves on this podcast are hopefully looking for an answer to something or inspiration or to be motivated by something. And that's really what I truly hope to do in these conversations that I have with people, Um, which is amazing that you're on board with that right away. And I hope everybody listening really, if you can probably bring a pen and paper to this one, because there's probably not notes that you're going to want to uh, take down with this one. So Freeman, I got to say something right up front. I'm, I'm yeah. so glad you got it right. The world's gratitude coach. The first time somebody used that introduction, they said the world's leading gratitude coach or the world's best gratitude coach. And I'm like, that's not in it. It's not part of it. It's not a title of rank. It's it's a it's a description. It's what I do and it's who I serve. And I'm not trying to best someone else. It, right? It's just what what I do. I am a gratitude coach. And through the grateful app, through uh I'm grateful for you, through the gratitude encounters, it really is open to people from around the world. And gratitude resonates with people in every part of the world. I didn't know that years ago, uh, you know, cause I didn't set out to be or become the world's gratitude coach. That just kind of happened. And mm. it's amazing to find something that is so broad and universal and resonates at such a deep level with people everywhere. Yeah. You touched on it really well there. It is so broad. Like 
everybody can either practice or receive or be part of gratitude. I find it really interesting that you said it wasn't something you aimed to do. <laughs> so like, what, what do you mean by that? How did you fall into gratitude, I guess? Yeah, that, that is, I love that question. And, and that's probably the best description. I fell into gratitude. Um, Whoa. Okay. So we're recording this, uh, the end of March, 2023 and, and Freeman, we're coming up on a, a date that's really significant in my journey, April 19th, no, I mean, April 17th, 2018, April 17th. I remember that. And I have no idea if it has any connection to, but it came two days after tax day in the United <laughs> States. So maybe that's why I was on the verge of depression. I don't know, but it, you know, it, it was challenging just, time of year. Yeah. I, I was in a funk. I was on the precipice of despair. Gratitude wasn't even, if you would ask me, are you grateful? I would have said, of course I am because I was taught to say please and thank you. Right. So I was taught, to be thankful as a courtesy, right? Mm. It was part of good manners. And I said, thank you. And, and some years before I'd had a mentor that had encouraged me before I, before my heat, my feet hit the floor, getting out of the bed in the morning, think of three things. And I think he used the phrase thankful for. Mm. So I would have said, I'm grateful, but I really didn't have an understanding of gratitude. And, and that morning, April 17th, 2018, I was on the verge of despair, right? I mean, that, and if you've ever been there, folks, you know, you know, when you're at the slippery slope and, and if, if you don't find a path forward, you're going down. And you may go into, uh, you know, and to me, I call them the deadly D's, right? It, it, and it starts with different ones. But when you're discouraged or when you're despairing or when you're desperate or when you're, as a friend said to me one time, she and a bunch of her friends had been in a conversation and they realized they were all disenchanted, mm. right? That, that the dream they were pursuing all of a sudden wasn't happening and they were disenchanted or you're, you're dis, you're depressed, whatever those are. I mean, th all of those lead to depression. So that morning I was in that place and it wasn't a good place. Now, let me contrast what that means. I get up early every day or almost every day without an alarm clock this morning, four 30 was when I first woke up. It's like, wow, you know, that morning, April 17th, 2018, 7.30, I'm still not able to drag my fanny out of bed. Wow. There was just no desire to do anything. And I cried out with a prayer. Spirit sparked creativity in me. And an idea came 45 minutes later. And that idea led to the discovery of gratitude. It wasn't immediate. But we started mm. this 13-week journey. And week six of that journey focused on gratitude and something when we started focusing on gratitude, it just captured my attention. And, and when I started looking back on this, what I realized, what led me to gratitude, Freeman, was seeking to discover abundance and escape scarcity. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really set out to discover gratitude. I was just tired of being so beat up by scarcity mindset, scarcity thinking, scarcity experiences in my business, right? And, and I wanted to embrace abundance. And what I discovered 
was gratitude is the gateway to abundance. If we want to get out of scarcity and into abundance, gratitude is the most essential practice. And it's the one that breaks the loop and it gets mm -hmm. you out of scarcity and into abundance. So I set out to escape scarcity and embrace abundance. And what I found was gratitude. I find it so fascinating that we often find these big things, these reasons for us to go on with something, to look into something new when we're trying to change something that is an annoyance or hurting us or causing us some sort of physical or mental harm. That's when normally people go, I need to change something. And then they start looking for things. And it's neat that you even said there, it was a 13 week program and it was only halfway through the program that you then discovered ultimately the thing that now you're very well known for, right? Yeah. So many people, I think, seek out a specific answer instead of being curious, oh. right? And I think that's, it sounds like you were just being curious. <laughs> you know, so, for me, I've always been curious. <laughs> I, I didn't even understand that, right? Um, years ago, when I, I started my second podcast, the, the team I was working with, they said, you know, you're, you're a great host. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't have a certificate that says great podcast host. I didn't study. Mm -hmm podcast hosting anywhere. I said, what, what, what is it that you think makes a great podcast host? And they're, they're like, well, three things. One, ask great questions, listen and engage with people. And the number one is you do that because you're curious. You're just mm -hmm. curious about things. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm immensely curious. Right. And, and, uh, I, I tell people, I don't think I've ever found a rabbit trail. I won't follow. Hmm. Now, sometimes that gets really problematic in a podcast that you're trying to keep to an, a, an amount of time and you find yourself down the rabbit hole. I was just about to say, how do we how do we identify when a when a rabbit hole, when a train of thought is no longer productive to us? Mm. Wow. Uh, when it's no longer productive, that that's that's an interesting question. I, here's what I would think: one, when when you when you have come to a point where you're just beating your head against the wall, mm. you're no longer able to tunnel any way forward, or what you're finding is more frustrating than it is life giving. Mm -hmm. You know, and you 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 just um, you find yourself either treading water or or what another friend calls swirling the drain. When you, when you mm. find yourself those places, it's kind of like, you know, I, I don't think this is helping anymore. Mm -hmm. And, and um, I'm not a great swimmer. I remember taking a swimming class and the coach just threw us in the pool and just made us tread water. I get really exhausted fat <laughs> treading water. <laughs> yeah, it's. That's a, that's a good way of putting it when you kind of hit that point where you're like, I, I don't see anywhere else to go. I don't see any farther. And it's really why it's so important to be open and able to adapt and change. And when, can we hit that wall to go, okay, where do I go from here? Yeah. But it's also really important to, to look at what you did get to and how you got yeah. to there, right? So like, just Wait a minute, let me just tell me, you said yeah, yeah. that. It's really interesting because all of us, we come to a place in life and we think we're at the end of the road. 
And if you just step back and look around, you might find that what you're really at is a bend in the road, but you mm -hmm. don't see that turn to the left or that turn to the right. You're just looking straight ahead and you feel stuck. But what there really is, is there, there is another direction to go. And so simply, you know, step back. To me, this is one of those times where, can I, wow, I didn't expect we'd go here. <laughs> I was journaling this morning. I was writing my daily writing. And I've got some experiences right now that have been frustrating to me. And I, I was, as often is the case, right? A lot of we, we we're pushing, we're going forward, and all of a sudden, you, you know, you come to that place, and you're like, okay, well, what is this obstacle, right? I'm, mm. My my progress is impeded at this moment for some reason, and that can cause stress. It can cause distress, right? But but you sit there and you look and you go, okay. What, what is it about this that's stressing me now? And what mm -hmm. if, and here's what I started doing. And, and I mean, I could actually take you and show you where I was writing this an hour and a half ago. Wow, there are things about this situation that are frustrating to me. Well, you know what? What if I just stop right now and start expressing gratitude for all the pieces of this? And I'm grateful for the progress we've made that got us to this point. I'm grateful for the vision we have to go beyond this point. I'm grateful for everybody that's contributed to get us where we are now. And I just started this, this gratitude exercise, right, in a very practical sense. And all of a sudden, I, you know what I realized? I'm not nearly as frustrated as I thought I was. <laughs> right? Because all of, I, I was able to look at a bigger frame. And I was able to see, wow, it, it, it feels like I'm stuck in this moment, but I'm not stuck. There are options. Mm -hmm. and, and so gratitude was that reset for me in the moment. I was, I was going to say it is very much. It's so easy for us to feel that that stuck, right? You're like, there's no way out. There's no way forward. I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. And it's beautiful that you use gratitude to break that cycle, which you talked about briefly earlier as well, right? To really remove yourself from that situation, be more present with what's, go with what's going on, look at what did happen and begin to kind of almost, like you said, step back and, and look at it. What is, I guess, some ways that people can and ways that you did this morning, you said an hour and a half ago, like what was some of the practical things you actually did to start, to start having that gratitude and having that different perspective? <sighs> All right. I got to hear somewhere because <laughs> I keep some visuals, right? When, when I, when, yeah. when, when we're going to talk about this and, and Freeman and you listening, I just, everything that's come out of my gratitude journeys come organically. It's come from doing this. It's come from being in the trenches. Uh, the, and I was writing uh, yesterday and recorded something that we shared in the Grateful App this morning about how gratitude is better together. I've never read that anywhere. I've not seen the <laughs> studies about that. Where I discovered that was just doing it and mm. creating communities where we were and we actually started doing this in groups as a solution to an email delivery problem, right? I was looking to solve a technical problem, found an app where we started uh, sharing gratitude prompts in an app 
And we were doing that solely to get it out of email. And all of a sudden, when we were doing it in an app, we discovered this community experience. And that when we process this together, gratitude is better together. So, I mean, that's just one of the things. But for a couple of years, people were asking me, well, how do you grow gratitude? How do you grow gratitude? And I, I heard myself always saying the same three things as an answer. So I'll just share it here. Pause. Mm, notice I have that sticker. You did. Pause. <laughs> yeah. Notice. Express. Pause. Mm. Notice. Express. So when you and what prompted that was you asked me what did I do? I actually this morning I was like oh my gosh and and I've got this written in my notes. Pause. Deep breathing. Right. I just pause and went. <sighs> you know, and I took four or five deep breaths. And what was that was interrupting that cycle in my brain, that cycle in my body that's going somewhere else that's causing me to go down the path towards stress, right? Or anxiety producing things. And it's like, no, interrupt this with a mm. pause. And what do you do in that pause? For me, it's often just breathing. And it's just, it is stopping and literally just going, closing my eyes sometimes, but taking three, four, five or more deep breaths. And it's, and then pause, then what? Notice. And this morning I started noticing, well, what are the good things that have happened so far in this project, right? You, you feel stuck in this moment, but that is a momentary experience. There, there, there was all of this momentum that led to where you're at now. So this stuck, it, it's a bit of a bottleneck maybe, but it's not the end of the road. It's a bend in the road. So how do you go, okay, what are the good things here? What are the good things here? And, and then all of a sudden, so there's another, there's a word that's become a real favorite word of mine. Um, and it's in a three-part sequence for me, agency, agency, realizing that you and I have agency. So what I realized this morning is I'm not actually stuck. I, I was experiencing being stuck and tempted to think I am stuck, but all of a sudden I started thinking, well, wait, wait a minute, I can do this. I can do, I can take, here's agency. I have an opportunity to do something. So agency, when combined with action, right? Taking action. We all have agency. We all have the ability to make a, a choice, to make a decision. Mm -hmm. But there are times you feel you don't. Yes, you do. So what is a decision you can make now? And when you make a decision and you take action, I believe you're, you're on the way to an amazing result, right? So agency plus action leads to amazing results. So just recognize whatever it is that's frustrating you in this moment. Um, and, and so what uh, frustration, I didn't know we'd talk about this frustration. <laughs> it's simply what happens when we are in a gap and what is a gap? A gap is that, that distance between what is and what could be right. Our present moment and what we hope is our next moment or our desired future. That's a gap. Well, when we're in those gaps, what we feel is frustration. Now, there's nothing wrong with being frustrated. I used to think there was, but there's nothing wrong with being frustrated. But how do you choose to process and express your frustration? 
So many times we express frustration as friction. We feel it as resistance and we start getting angry and we start getting, you know, stressed out and we, whatever those things are for you. And, and maybe you start saying bad words and you, you feel these experiences <laughs> and you're just angry, angry. Well, that's creating friction. And when we create friction, we're widening the gap between where we are and where we want to go. What if we process that frustration as fuel? Now that mm-hmm. helps us close the gap, right? And there are times I just tell people, hey, I've had enough frustration. If we harness this as fuel, buckle up, we're going to the moon. Right? Yeah. It's changing the perspective on it, right? Which is yeah. so powerful. And you, the, you've touched on a, a thing in here that I think is really important for people, be, yeah, for people to understand. And it's the fact that you are going to feel frustrated and you are going to feel stressed and like you these feelings are natural to have and i think that's part of the issue with a lot of the sort of positivity movement so to speak is this concept that <laughs> you don't you don't have those experiences anymore life does become this like rainbow sunshine experience and it's, that's not the way that it works unfortunately that's not the world that we live in and you it's also not the world said that, I live in. <laughs> exactly, right? Like our world has stress and it has frustrations, but I love that you pivoted the perception of that to be, well, what if we don't look at that as bad, so to speak? What if we look, and I love that you said, what if we look at it as fuel? Because really it's your ability to move through the stress, the frustration, the unhappiness, to a place of productivity, efficiency, and performance. Yeah. And when you change your perspective on it from friction to fuel, that is really big. And I hope people, if you if you brought that pen and paper, write that down, turn my friction into fuel, put that on a sticky note on your wall somewhere because that's that's yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah. And to and to just recognize if you're frustrated right now. If you're frustrated right now, just ask, what's the gap I'm experiencing? Where is that gap? And what about it is causing me to feel this experience of frustration in this moment, mm. right? What, what What is the is or the what could be that isn't in this present moment? And, and because for me, I believe that's when we have frustration. All right. So a couple of years ago, I had I was I was just thinking a lot about frustration. And I had this epiphany. You, you've probably heard necessity is the mother of invention, right? <laughs> well, here's what I believe now. If necessity is the mother of invention, frustration is the father. <laughs> right? Because it's, and I mean, I can show you through history where people were frustrated with the way something was currently being done. And they had this thought, there must be be a better way. Mm. And that thought there must be a better way led them to create something that became a breakthrough invention of the better way. One of those was the steam engine and the steam engine, you know, and so many inventions were because somebody's just like, they're doing something and it takes so much time to do it this way. And you're like, I'm frustrated. There must be a better way. Boom. You know, epiphany. Here's the better way. Yeah, we talked briefly before we started recording about how we deem stress as an 
an issue that needs to be sort of surpassed (laughs) where what you're saying right now is I'm not gonna say it's the opposite, but it's a different way of thinking about it where it's like, it's what leads us to do a lot of things to invent new things. Cause it's like, oh, this thing isn't working properly. And that makes me stressed. And you're like, if there's a better way to do it, I will feel less stressed. So it's very much is a motivator. And I think the issue is when stress becomes chronic, you're living with it all the time. That's when, that's when you begin to run into some issues. Um, but this this goes to a, a concept that actually you brought up. So let's, let's dive into a little bit is the um, the Yerkes Dodson kind of yeah. right, concept and, and plan. So if you want to if you could explain that to to people listening. Yeah. So we, when we were talking about this from stress to success, right, the podcast, I love it. And by the way, congratulations on successfully launching uh, this <laughs> Thank new you. podcast. Thank you. I, I want to celebrate that. You know, <laughs> Okay, so here's one of my favorite gratitude questions. I mean, I used to just say, so what are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? Mm. But what if we ask this, what do you have now to celebrate? What do you choose to celebrate? And one of the things, I just want to pause a moment and celebrate the launch of From Stress to Success, because a few weeks ago, this podcast didn't exist. There was an idea you had uh, to create this podcast. And There are all kinds of things that may and will happen now because this podcast exists, but there was a moment when it didn't, and now it does. And that is something worth celebrating. So we Mm. we were talking, so I just asked about the stress word, and I asked Freeman about the Yerkes-Dodson law and and your your familiarity with it. And, you know, there's also, when, when we think of stress, I mean, that's a word that's used so often in the world today. But did you know there's such a thing as good stress? It's actually called eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. And you and I, we need some measure of success, I mean, of stress to get to success, right? If Mm -hmm. there's no stress, there's no, there's no energy there's no momentum right so the yerkes dodson law looks at the the on the x-axis is the degree of stress low medium high and on the y-axis is uh performance low and high and low levels of stress lead to low levels of performance right there's no stress well there's Nothing needs to be done today. Mm. No problems to fix. So there is this, then there's this level of alertness, right? Oh, wow. Something's going on. Something's not right. We have an opportunity to do something. That's in a wake up call. Then there's this optimal, there's this zone where you have just enough stress that keeps you motivated, that keeps you moving, that creates momentum for you to do something. But then you cross a line and all of a sudden that stress becomes anxiety producing, Mm. right? And then that's when we see stress leading to lower levels of performance. Stress Mm -hmm. gets in the way and then stress actually becomes distress and it becomes dysfunction in in a person, in your body or in an organization or a team. So the the Yerkes-Dodson is this you know, bell-shaped curve that there's, there too little is not good. Too much is not good. So there's the Goldilocks, you know, the, what's just right, fine, yeah. just right levels of stress because some level of stress is needed to propel you 
to success. Yeah, and the the challenge is, of course, balancing that, right? Going, okay, how do I know I'm in a position where I ha- I'm acting with just enough amount of stress that it's not causing me harm yet and it's not impacting my performance? I know a really good way of looking at this for, for some people that I've heard is the minute that your stress is impacting your sleep, mm. you need to do something about it. That's when it's like, okay, now you've, you've pushed the envelope too far. You got to, you got to crank back a little bit. I'm curious for yourself. What are some things that you notice about, about yourself, about your energy levels, about your day that give you those little alarm bells that, Hey, maybe, maybe we need to rein this in a little bit. And then, and I guess on top of that, what are, what do you do then when those alarm bells go off? What is your go-to? Um, so the, the one of these um sleep is one of those indicators and, and for me it, it's my wife will tell you you know i, I fall asleep pretty easily yeah pretty I'm the same quickly way. however staying asleep can be a challenge so what is it that wakes you up you know when you wake up in the middle of the night is there some degree of anxiety panic paranoia what mm. are those things if if those things are happening that is a sign should be a sign oh wow right i i i've now crossed the line this is producing anxiety this mm. this i am so anxious about this i don't have rest right and and it's always on my mind in a driven fashion. So yeah, you know, when I say that, wow. Okay. Six years ago, maybe seven years ago, on a Sunday morning, I remember these four words just dropping into my head, heart, mind, soul. I don't know where stuff drops, right? When when out of the blue, I mean, you're not sitting yeah. there consciously thinking of something and all of a sudden there's a thought. Well, this thought arrived. <laughs> and it's how I aspire to live my life more led, less driven, more led, less driven, Mm, more led to me means having inspired ideas. And that's what I can say this gratitude journey has been right this gratitude journey for me. When I started hosting gratitude events, I can tell you it was June 17th, 2019. And there was this idea in my morning time of, of just quiet time and meditation, prayer, preparation for the day. I heard these four words, host a gratitude challenge. And I didn't hear it as go host a gratitude. It was just an invitation <laughs> with a question mark. Host a gratitude challenge. That sounds like fun, right? That's that's more lead. That's this um, inspiration knocking at the door, right? And us opening the door, us entertaining that idea. And then less driven. Now, so for me, when I feel drivenness setting in when i feel right i just can't let something go it's like it's like that dog with a bone right you know just kind of going back to it going back to it and you're just like wow wow yeah it that that is bad stress at that moment it's too much right i've got to be able to let it go if i mm-hmm. if i find that it's always occupying space in my mind that the first time when you try to you know take a a moment and deep breathe or meditate whatever that is for you and your brain goes there your brain's locking on that that that's one of those signs for me yeah 
you know, uh, and, and f- for me, and there's some things I do maybe weird, but there's some things I actually do physically palpably. There are mm. times I'll just take my hands because when that's happening, I'm gripping, I'm grasping something I'm holding on. And there are times I'll just go, I just need to let this go physically. Yeah. Physically. Right. And I'll just imagine I'm holding this. Go, okay. I am going to release this now. I am mm. going to now. And years ago, I had a, a friend that said this. I mean, right? If you if you're holding something gripped, right? Nobody can get it out of your hand. They can't do anything with it. But if if you have it with an open hand, somebody can just take it. Somebody can add to it, right? So the, that for me, it's like, wow. oh, oh, I'm good visual. I'm, I'm holding this way too tightly at this moment, and. I'm also feeling that I'm the only one that can fix this. I'm the only one that can resolve this. If I open up, I invite others in. Yeah, you open up the ability for people to help, the ability for you to let it go. But if you're clenching and holding it, then you never have that that ability to do that. That's powerful. I love that visual metaphor and idea. And I would encourage people to do exactly what you said is like just imagine holding it and even even you could even actually hold something you know and let that thing go i know this kind of goes to an interesting topic behind which i haven't thought of in a while now but there's that beautifully spiritual idea of writing things on a piece of paper and then and then burning them as a way of letting that that thing go and i think that works for stress something that's stressing you as well if there is an issue that you can't relieve yourself of you know give that a try write it down on a piece of paper you know, put that piece of paper in your hand, crunch it really hard, and then throw it out, right? The, so the one more little thing. cues can do that. Make sure you have somebody that mm-hmm. you can call, that you can text, that you can say, hey, you got a minute? Can we talk about this? You know, that, that I, I, I'm, I am stressing over something. And, yeah. you know, and one of the things often that leads us to stress is we don't see the options that are there. We have become so narrowly focused that we're, you know, we're, we're seeing just this. Yeah. And if there is a friend, you know, invite somebody into a conversation and say, hey, can, can we just talk about this a few minutes? And they ask you some questions or you share what's on your mind and they go, well, have you thought about this? Or, or I don't quite see it that way. You know, mm-hmm. there's also this opportunity or this possibility and you go, you know, you're right. <laughs> yeah. You, so, yeah. That having that bouncing board is, it's yeah. vital. Yeah, going alone, going at, at alone can be really, really hard. Um, and, very detrimental and i think people need to be aware that most people are pretty inviting to that type of conversation if you were to say somebody hey i feel really stressed recently i need to talk to somebody about it if somebody cares about you even a little bit yeah they're gonna open up into that conversation with you right Um, we often feel like it shows weakness but one of my favorite quotes is that asking for help doesn't show weakness it actually shows strengths because it shows that you're not willing to give up yet. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, one other thing, the kind of the, the flip side to that or, or the other side of the coin, if you mm. feel a nudge, we've been talking about this a lot in our communities lately. If you feel a nudge and there's somebody you might not have thought of in weeks, months, maybe even years, and, and all of a sudden they're in your mind, reach out to them. 
and just let them know you're thinking about them. Or maybe even ask, hey, could, could we have a catch-up call? Or is there something you'd like to talk about? And, and maybe you find out they are in a place of stress at that moment. And you simply being a friend that checks in on them goes, I'm not alone. Right? Oh, wow. That's And that's one of the biggest lies that becomes a complexity when we're in distress is feeling we have to, we are alone and we're, we're in we this alone and nobody cares and blah, 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 blah. All of those ugly things, right? Now, there's the, to your point, there's somebody that does care. There's some, but what if you take that proactive step? When somebody comes to your heart or mind, you go, oh, just reach out. Yeah. I love that. That's that's really important. It's really goes around this whole conversation about normalizing the conversation around mental health and how important that is to start really being aware of those things and opening them up with with to other people about them. Um, like a lot of my conversations, Kevin, I feel like we could, there's so many avenues, so many rabbit holes that I, I do want to dive down here. I do have to control myself though. Yep, yep. Um, and I'm going to get into some wrap up questions here that I like to ask the guests that come on. Um, and I'm going to pivot these ones a little bit more because I think you have some cool insight for some of this stuff. So the first set of questions or the first question really is what are three things that you do daily mm. that help you practice gratitude and help you, you know, get out of those, those okay. situations? Well, you only get three. I know you probably have more than three. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. So let, just give me a moment. If, if I only have three, you only have three. I only yeah. have three. Um, so I start my day with gratitude, right? And for me, this includes journaling. Uh, now I realize not everybody's a journaler, but but starting your day with gratitude. Um, a second thing I do, and I'm a bit obsessive about this, uh, and I'm not recommending that. I'm just telling you, I <laughs> yeah. I was at a dinner one night uh, speaking at a conference, and and I had mentioned this in the conference, and somebody said, "So, well, how many alarms do you have on your phone?" I'm like, "I don't know. Let me count," and I counted oh, no. them. And I had 42 alarms that go wow. off during the day. Now they never make a sound. And some of them are the same alarms that go off five or six times a day because it's something that's really important to me. And as I mm. said, I'm an early riser. The first alarm goes off on my phone at 4.59 a.m. Between 4.59 a.m. and 5.25 a.m., there's seven or eight alarms. Freeman, those alarms have, have one purpose when they go off. It's just to get my mindset in the right direction or remind me to come back to that mindset. So an alarm, and, and alarms have gone off since we've been on this call. And, and I mm. have to look. Um, <laughs> one, okay, I'm a person of faith. So I, I don't hide. In you, Lord my God, I place my trust. My hope is in you all day long. That one goes mm. off. It just reminds me. I want to play. I want to remember where my trust is and, and my hope. Um, another one, you know, is a, around affirmations. I have some affirmations that go off. Uh, I expand in abundant success and love every day as I inspire those around me to do the same. That that mm, comes from the um, the Big Leap, Gay Hendricks book. I've had that there for 
years and it goes off five times a day. Uh, radiant, abundant, present. That's how I want to show up in the world. That goes off at 5 a.m. and it goes off at 5 p.m. Because I, I don't want to stop being radiant, abundant, and present when I go to hang out with family, right? So those yeah. are just mindset reminders. The, the third thing I would say that I do is I have uh, lock screens. We created these a few years ago, gratitude lock screens. So every time I pick up my phone, and it's hard to show there, but you can see that lock screen at the right mm -hmm. angle. It's yep. my favorite gratitude quotation. And it's just there every time I pick up my phone and you, you know, you can actually, your phone can tell you how many times you pick up your phone in a day. And sometimes <laughs> it's embarrassing, but I have <laughs> an app that's a phone driven app, the grateful app. So I check my phone a lot because I'm interacting with people in our programs. But what I see every time, no amount of regret changes the past. No amount mm. of anxiety changes the future. Any amount of gratitude changes the present. Now, when that goes off or when I pick up, d does it prompt me to pause and express gratitude every single time of the 125 times I may pick up my phone today? No, no. But what if it does it 10% of the time? Yeah. Wow. What if that means 10 more times in the day I'm pausing for a nanosecond and I'm just thinking, man, what's the best thing that's happened so far today? So mm. the three things, right? Journal. I start my day with gratitude for me. That means journaling. I have yeah. reminders on my phone that just go off with, and then there's this lock screen and that lock screen is to remind me that my default mode, what I want to always return to is gratitude. It's gratitude. I love that. I love that you've made it so integral to your day. Right. And that, like you've caught, and that's the thing is you've consciously it's not an done accident. That. It's not it's, an accident. Yeah. yeah. You have been, you have put in the, the effort you've put in the structure, you've put the things in place that you know will allow you to fulfill the values that you really want to fulfill those non-negotiables for you, yeah. which is I am going to show up grateful every day, yeah. which is super, that's super amazing. And it's very actionable. And I, I love that kind of stuff. Last question. And this one's, this one's tough. Uh -oh. But if you could, so let's say, you know, 15, 20, 30, 40 years, however far into the future here, there is no more Kevin Monroe. Mm -hmm. Nothing that you've done is exists anymore on this planet. There, your app doesn't exist anymore. Everything that you've had a part of disappears for one reason or another. You're left with one thing that you can leave the world with. What is that one thing? It could be a lesson. It could be a rule. It could be a quote. What is the one, the one thing that you would leave behind? Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Wow. That, I mean, that, 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 um, <sighs> God, that's a tough one for me. For me, <laughs> um, if there's one thing, right? It's it's kind of funny what's coming to me. It's, it, it's nothing. It's connected to gratitude, but not not directly. It's like be mm. kind, right? Be yeah. kind. Love people, uh, b because people are struggling, right? You know, you know what? Wait a minute. No, here's what. If I could leave one thing, if I could leave one thing, just one thing, I would yeah. want to leave the gift of hope. Mm. 
I would want to leave the gift of hope because you know what? You know, and, and people that say hope is not a strategy, well, they tick me off. I go, well, maybe hope's not a strategy, but I don't want your strategy if there's no hope in it, right? No so I mean, yeah. don't, if, if, you're, if there's no hope, I can't live a day without hope. Yeah. Yeah, that, that optimism for better things to be and better things to come. Yeah. And yeah. Just believing, that, just believing that there is hope, that, that, that uh, we're not there yet, but we're going to get there. Right, mm. that we have these challenges, but but there's still a, a a belief that tomorrow can be better. So yeah, if if there's only one thing, hope. Hope, I love and that. And then I That's would powerful. say, hope grows in gratitude. Just to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> you you heard it here, everyone. Hope grows in gratitude. I love that. I I think that there was a lot in here. I hope everybody listening got some really good value out of this. Um, if you want to go see what Kevin's doing, I'm going to include links to his app below. I'm going to include links to his website below and include links to his LinkedIn below. Is there anything else, Kevin, that people should go look at if they want to practice gratitude throughout the day or learn more about it? Um, Gosh, all of those links. Now, you, you know, <laughs> the, the, the thing I would say, if, if you want to, First off, please connect with me. Please, please connect with me. I want to connect with you. Um, one of the things that happens through the app, I want to be your gratitude coach, right? I mean, you, you introduced me to the world. I want to be your coach. I'll coach you through the app. So, so do that. But find something right now. As, mm. as you are finishing listening, just pause and go, okay, what's, what's the best thing that's happened to me in the last hour? Or what's the one big idea that, that gave me hope through listening to Freeman and Kevin today? And mm. express gratitude for that. Just right now, pause, notice, and express gratitude. Take a step to grow gratitude in your life. Do it now. Uh, and you got everything you need to express gratitude right now for something i love that yeah i want to definitely encourage everybody to do that once you get off this for sure take a few moments whether look look around or look in and and just yeah be grateful i think kevin you've, you've said it really well have hope be grateful yeah and i want to say i'm grateful for you inviting me here and you listening that i don't know your name yet but thank you for for allowing Freeman and I the gift of this time with you. You gave us a gift that, that you, you didn't give anybody else right now. That's this time together. So thank you. Mm, I like that. Yeah. That's really powerful, Kevin. Thank you for that. I think that that's a good point and maybe something I haven't considered before, mm. but I definitely, I do feel grateful for all of you listening who have spent the last, you know, for you could have spent 45 minutes doing many things today. You spent them with um, us. And you spent it with us, listening to us. And I do feel very grateful, uh, right to my core for that. If you've, if you've liked this conversation, I encourage you to check out the other stuff on my podcast here. Check out what Kevin's doing as well. Definitely connect with him on LinkedIn. We've been connected for a while, and it's great seeing your posts every day. Mm -hmm. um, but just last thing is today, guys, when this turns off, take a few minutes. Be grateful. Remember to be hopeful. And thank you so much for listening.